Good morning, Rabbi Sai. We're holding Daf Lam and Heim in base, about two thirds of the way down towards the bottom, where the Gemara tells us and continues in the sugya of the Sheish Tkiyas, the six blasts that were done to warn people when Shabbos was coming in. Omer Rabbi Yaisi Bar Remember, we said there were six Tekiyas, and that sort of warns people it's getting closer and closer to Shabbos Kodesh. So, says the Gemara, after these six Tekiyas, a person can, if he wants to still light Shabbos candles, Madlik, he can. Chazal gave time for the person who's actually blowing the Shaifa the Shamash of the Tzibu, to take the Shofar back to his home after he's finished the Tkiyas. As Rashi points out, there was a certain roof that was specialized for him in the middle of the city, and he used to go up to this roof, right in the middle, and he would blow the Shofar there. And then he would take the Shofar down, back to his home. So therefore, even after the six Tkiyas that we had to warn people when Shabbos coming in, if you wanted a quick Chaparain and light right afterwards, you still can. Shabbos doesn't begin immediately. Oh my So when they heard what he said, they said, You can't do that. Because you're giving, the, the, giving a certain time, and it's not a man kavua. Because certain times the Shamash will live closer, and certain times he'll live further. So therefore he'll do it closer to the time, and therefore you're making a time that people don't know, and it's not something that you can do. The Chazanish famously used this line in the Gemara many, many times. Nosata To say that you can't just give the Torah to people, the Russian of the Chazanish was, and let people do whatever they want with it. Right? You've got to be clear. Everything's got to be clear-cut. And therefore, this is not clear-cut. There was a certain place, a secret hiding place, that the chazan of the shul, at the top of the roof, and that was the place that he put his shoifer. You're not allowed after the Seishesh Tekiyas, Shabbos begins, and therefore he, even he, is not allowed to metaltal, to move, not the shoifer, and not the trumpets, because they are mukta. One second, I show you, you are allowed to betaltel it because you could use it. It has a usage, as we'll learn by Hashem towards the middle end of the Masechta. We'll learn a lot about Mukta, and one of the inyanim of Mukta is if it has a usage, generally that's Mukta, so it's not Mukta. So a shofar has a Mukta. You could use it as a cup, you could use it as a ladle. Vachatzaitzus, and these trumpets, which basically only do blowing you know, music and whatever it is, they don't do anything else, which obviously is also on Shabbos. Those things are not allowed to move. That's a moment for to what we just said, that you're not allowed to you move both of them. So steer tower, Bryce, that we just said you're not allowed to metal to the shaifa. Says the Gemara of Yaisi, like Kasha, Kambi Yachid, Kambi Tzibo. In other words, when do we say the Olatma Taltal Shaifa that was only of a shofar for Yachid, that since it belongs to a private person, so he has another usage, and therefore he could use it because it's not Mokhtar for him. Kambi Tzibo, we're talking about a shofar of a Tzibo, which basically is only used for Tzkiyas, and if it's only used for Tzkiyas, it has no other usage, and therefore it's Mokhtar. That's what's also to betaltal it on Shabbos. Oh, Malaya Bayat. So Rabbi told Rabbi Yosef of Yachid, Lamai Chazi, what is a shofar of a Yachid exactly right for? Hoy of a Roy, Legamea, since you could use it as a ladle as we turn the daf for a child the same reason that a private person can use his shofar to uh, use a as a ladle for any type of liquid so too a shofar when you have a child an oni 
a, a poor child, that it's the chiv is on the tzibur to feed him, so we could use the shofar also for that. So how can you tell me that's the answer? Vesu, and not only that, Halatanya, there's another basic exchange from a taltanesa shofar, just like you're allowed to metal to the shofar, kach metaltanesa chotzoitzos, so to also allowed to metal to the trumpets. So you see, even if they're not roy for anything, these trumpets, these chotzoitzos, you're still allowed to use them. Omani, whose sheet is this braisa, elalikasha. We have, there's no question, I'll tell you why. Ha, Reb Yehuda, the price that says that the shofar is, uh, the shofar you're allowed to be and the chatzot is not allowed to be that's Reb Yehuda. Reb Yehuda is extra machin with Hilchus Moktza, like we'll learn by Ezra's Hashem, and since the chatzot is on Mamash Moktza, the Asa to be talt and the shofar, since it's royal for something, so it's not Moktza. Ha, the price that says you are allowed to be the shofar and the chatzot is Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon is Mekel, and doesn't hold a moksa, as we'll learn by Hashem later on. Horem Nechemia, and the other b'raisa, that says in our title, not the shayva, and not the chatzos, the most machme, is Rebbe Nechemia, which we will learn later on, by Hashem, we'll see, Kuf Mem Vov Omid Aleph, we will learn, Shittas Rebbe Nechemia, Rebbe Nechemia holds, it's also to touch anything, unless it's for its original Torah. That means, according to Rebbe Nechemia, you cannot use a fork, unless you're actually eating with it. Not to open up a can, or not to do anything else, because it is mukta. So that's that shita. Vaita. According to what we're saying, that it's the same thing. Very interesting. There are three things that change their names after the Beis HaMikdash, unfortunately, was destroyed. What are they? Let's go. Number one. Chatsuitarta l'shefora. Chatsuitarus, right, the trumpet. The name is basically a shefora. Shefora, chatsuitarta. So everything changes. I mean, switch names. The mind of Kamina. Who cares? What's the difference? The shofar shofar What do you mean? To know for shofar Rosh Hashanah, you have to tell the You can't use a chatzotzer. You have to use a shofar, a real shofar. And number two, a rover letzaftzera. A rover, as we know, is the willow. What we use for a rover, dalit minim on sukkahs. And saftzafar is what they call in English a poplar. It's a different type of leaf. It's got very jagged edges. So it changed the names after the base of was destroyed. Saftzafar. However, each one was switched. Lamanov, you know, who cares? Lulav, to know what you're using for a lulav. Number three, Petora, Petorta. Now, Petora is a large table. Petorta is a small table. And therefore, they switched Petorta to Petora. They each one switched. Who cares? What's the difference? When you buy something, make sure you know what you're saying and what you are going to be receiving. Omer Abaya. Af Onunema. Huvlila, Beikisei, Beikisei, Huvlila. Right, these are talking about two different things, and this is talking about the stomach of the animal, right? The stomach of the animal, the the, the, the cava of an animal, has an inside called the basakosis. Basakosis is basically, uh, which I'm not going to go into now, but basically the names have been switched. They used to call it Vlila, now they call it Besakise, Besakose. It all depends how they switched on. What's the difference? Who cares? If you find a macha, the needle, uh, 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 <coughs> a needle inside on the thickness of the base of the actual one and the din is the if it's only per- pierced from one side then it's kosher and it's not treif from two sides <coughs> then it's going to be a treif but if it's going to be the other thing only from one side it is. Therefore, you really have to know what it is if you're dealing with Hilkot Trafis. That's enough. Omer of Asher, Afan, Onema, Bechol, 
um, Bovel Bursif. Bursif, Bovel. The name of Bovel became Bursif, Bursif became Bovel. Again, they changed things, they changed things around. <coughs> As we turn to Lamad Vovel, based the man of Kamina, who cares? Legiti Noshim. When you're writing a get, we know that a get has to be written precisely with the exact place uh, that it is. It's interesting, this whole, like, this whole Gemara is coming over here. So there's a Mo'udik Chesam Soifa. The Chesam Soifa explains one of the significant things of the first three things that we mentioned are change. Chatzoto, the, the trumpets and the shofar. So the trumpet, says the Chesam Soifa, was generally used on Yomim Tovim. The shofar was used twice on Rosh Hashanah and during Yovel. Since the Churban Beis Amigdash, Klal Yisrael only came to, they didn't have the, 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 the regular Karbonus and the, the Avodis Beis Amigdash and the Kahanim and everything else. So how did they get a Kapora? They got a Kapora through all the Tzoros that they encountered. When they do Averis, so they, they suffer and therefore they get the Tshuva from getting that suffering. To a certain extent, when there were difficult times that come to Claudius Rome, it was really a case of rejoicing. We should be happy because it means that, oh, the Rabbani Shalom is cleansing us. That's why we can sound a trumpet as tshuva as it, in, as it, is in the, as it was in the Bishra Mikdash. But when you find things are comfortable, says the Chassam Sofa, then we should be worried because it might lead to, ah, everything's good, everything's wonderful. And therefore, for, for us, periods of comfort are times for a shofar to be sounded, to stir our spirits. And that's the reason and the message behind the switch of the trumpets and the shofar. Arava and the Tzavtsavar, the will and the poplar, again, the Medjish Rabba in Vayikra, again, the Chassam Sofa brings all this says that the willow symbolizes the people who are not so knowledgeable about Yiddishkeit, and the Tzavtsufa comes from the root Tzavtsuf, to speak a lot. So says the Chesam Sofa, unfortunately after the Chorban and people who represent the camp of the uninformed, they don't know too much, have taken the leadership roles, and they are unfortunately the spokesmen, the Tzavtsufim, in an unqualified manner. At the same time, the people are real Tamidechachomim, and whose opinions should actually be heard more, are unfortunately left to the sidelines, and that's the reference to the reverse roles of the willow and the poplar plants. And the last thing is the large table and the small table. Originally, people recognized the big table in the world was the reward for learning Torah, doing mitzvah, serving the Rabbani Shalom. After the destruction of the Beisam Mikdash, says the Chsam Sofer, people's focus on achieving spirituality became a little bit hazy and they started to basically emphasize becoming rich, getting money that became more important over spirituality and that's why the words for the big table and the small table were changed beautiful explanation of the Halikich Sam Soifa Hajun Allah Bamamad Likin Be'ezuz Hashem the Rabbanish will give us Siyat HaDishmaya to continue in this amazing Perik of Perik Kira which I must tell you is a little bit of a complicated beginning as you'll see there's a lot of a complication over here. For this Mishnah and the next Mishnah, is basically all one Sif in Shulchanor. Those of you who are familiar, Chene Gimel, Simon Rashi and Gimel. It goes over three pages, in fact. It just goes on and on. The Shulchanor, Ramah, Shulchanor, Ramah, Mishnah, goes on and on. Bings Hagdoma, which is something very unusual. He explains the Sugya over here. If you want to see a nutshell of the Sugya, look at the Hagdoma to Simon Rashi and Gimel. Such a beautiful thing. He explains it in a very, very clear way. In fact, somebody said, if you make a chart for what's going on in this Mishnah, according to how the Gemara is going to explain it, you're going to get 72 boxes. It's incredible. So I'm not going to explain it on a deep level and go too much into depth with some of the Rishonim like I try to do. And not, right, not right now. I want to give pure clarity and say it in the clearest, crispest way possible that we have to know. Right, the first thing, the first Hagdama I'll give you, even though I'm not going to give too many Hagdamas, is there are three types of oven, one of which we'll discuss today. And that is Akira, which Rashi says in the beginning, That's what you have to know. What you have to know is when we say the word Kira, 
it was sort of like a box shaped rectangular shaped sort of box the coals were inside and you would put the pot inside this actual big pot that was what it was it was like a basically what the Gemara calls we'll see later on from tomorrow's stuff it's called a small oven it's, it's a lower level oven than one a real tunnel of the Gemara which is a much higher level so and most of the posts can say Bismana Zer our ovens have a din of a Kira as we start the Mishnah Be'ezah Hashem Kira Shisikua Bekash Ugvava so you've got this Kira and you basically lit, lit it up before Shabbos with straw and stubble. So the things that you take from the solder. Nice and allowed tafshel. Very important words. Nicely and allowed tafshel. You could put a tafshel. The Gemara is going to go through a huge arichas. Whether the Mishnah means um, this or something else, we'll see in a minute. You're allowed to, that's why I don't want to translate the words too much. Nice and allowed tafshel. You could put a tafshel on it. We're not worried about Shema Yechate because anything that's made with Kash and Gvova goes out very quickly. You can't even stoke them. They're not like regular coal and therefore we're not worried that a person will come and stoke it on Shabbos that's why you're allowed to put it apart before Shabbos if you use gefes which is basically the leftovers of sesame seeds that the oil sesame oil has been taken out and therefore it's still very oily over him and obviously wood itself and these things are actually these are things that uh, are very flammable these things are what we call in Chazal they increase the heat very important words those two words are subject to the next few blasts to understand what's going on. So uh, the, the way to understand La Yitin is two ways, just to give you an update. The Gemara learns, does he mean La Yitin, don't place it on Erev Shabbos, to leave it there on Shabbos, what we call in the Loshan of the Shulchan Aruch and Poskim, Shehiyah, to leave something on Erev Shabbos so that it should remain hot on Shabbos. Is that what the Mishnah means, La Yitin? Or does the Mishnah mean La Yachsa? That means don't place it on Shabbos, what we would call Chazara, placing it by it was taken off or was never put on by placing it for the very first time. That's the Shaila. When are you allowed? Ad Sheyigroif or Yad Sheyitin until you regrowth basically means to rake out all of the coals that are in the kira, and therefore there's nothing inside. Therefore, once you put a pot in there, there's no chashash of you doing anything on Shabbos because there are no coals inside. And after all, the entire chashash that we're dealing with here is a chashash to Rabbonon. To Rabbonon came along and said not to do these things, whatever they are, and therefore it's a chashash will do a da'araisa of stoking coals, which is havara. Alright, so if you rake everything out, it's fine. Or if you put some, uh, some ashes on it, and basically what you've done, you sprinkled it on, it shows that I'm not interested in anything over there, and if I'm not interested in anything over there, then there's no problem whatsoever because there's no gzeira shemi yachate. So that is pretty much what went on over here. That's what's happening over here, and I'll just translate it in poskim language that that nowadays is what we call a blech. Once you put a blech on the fire, you've done what we call gorif v'kotum. You basically showed I'm not interested in touching or anything with the fire. We'll discuss maybe more alocha lemaisa as we go on, but that's basically the idea. Beishamai come along and say bechamin avaloi tavshil. You're only allowed to put hot water because by hot water we're not worried because at the end of the day, once it's hot, we're not worried that that, that you're going to go and stoke the coals in any way, whereas a tavshel, which is not fully cooked, this Beishama says also, you're allowed to do both, Beishama is saying, again we explain all these things, you're allowed to put it in, onto the kira, but you're not allowed to return it to the kira, even if it's gorifakotum, 
Even if it's got over cotton, even if it's got everything not stokable bechal again, because they hold, because there's a shaila of nira kimavashal. Those are the two isurave or beisel oimim af and you are allowed once it's got over cotton. So there seems to be a major machlokes beshama beisel, and the major chashash over here. And again, I'm going to reiterate: is number one exevish shami yechata is that you may come to stoke the coals, and now we found this new one, which is a nira kimavashal. It looks like when you're putting something in the kira, it looks like you're cooking. So even though there are no coals in there, we still see there's a machlokes. If you're allowed to put anything on the fire or a source of heat, or if it looks like cooking or not. Again, these are things that we're going to discuss by Rika. Says the Gemara. These words in the Mishnah, which we said in the Mishnah, don't place. Right? Does the Kavan of the Mishnah mean in order to Hazara on a Kiri that's not Gorvakotum? Avalishai's Mashin. But to do Shi'ir, meaning to leave it on the fire for Mary of Shabbos, you're allowed Afar Pisha. Ain't a garve, ain't a cotton, even if it's not garve cotton. Umani Hanani here, and that shit is from Hanania, and Hanania is the most maker over here, because he holds the Tanya Hanania Oimek, Kold Shu, Michael Ben Josoy, who wants the food, and we've mentioned this before, is Michael Ben Josoy, who is that Ganuf, who basically ate on the run, and therefore he wasn't able to eat an, an, a level of Bishel that was very, very high. He ate it either a Shlish or a half, half cooked to a third, cooked Motelish, I say, Agabi Kira, Apapisha, in a Gorva, in a cotton. And therefore, that shit is Hanania is that once the food is a certain degree of cooked, there's no chashash or shema yechata, and therefore you're allowed to place off even if it's not gorva cotton, which nowadays you'd say even if there's no blech, because chalanya holds that once it's cooked, we're no longer chayshish. Oidilma, or maybe the Peshat mission is no, when it says la it means la hashish sinan. It means it's too much shihir. It's too much placing in there uh, originally. The gorva cotton in, if it's gorva cotton, no problem, you're allowed to shihir. The loy, loy, for koshke nachse, for sure, akzara will be asatoshima. Let's see. From the fact that we see two cases in the Mishnah, if you say the Mishnah was talking about a case of Shehia, so Hachi Ketani, then it makes sense how the Mishnah is saying, Kira, If you have a Kira that's got the, 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 the burning inside it, the coals inside of Kasha Gvava, was the first case of the Mishnah, Mashna Latavshil, he allowed to Shehia on it, but Gavas hates him, La Yasha, in order to Shehia, Achiyagrofa, so what are you allowed to do here when it's gorfa kotta bishamayimchaminavalitavshil? So very good. The mission continues. The same way Bishal and Bizil all argue about Shahia if you're allowed or not allowed. They also argue by Chazorah, if you're allowed to do Chazorah on that place. You're allowed to take it. But you're not allowed to place it back. You're even allowed to put it back. So, Adkan, we've explained the Mishnah in a beautiful, simple, easy way. Meaning, that was all too much Shihia. If the Mishnah was like, Yitim means Shihia, Erev Shabbos, then we understand the Machoikas, and the flow is beautiful. But if you said the Mishnah was discussing a case of Chazor of Shabbos, and it means like this, Add when you like to Chazara, she yigovarach yitin offer until you show clearly I'm not interested in doing anything else. And then the Mishnah continues. Or mahe magzirin, or you like to mimachse, b'shamoimim chamen avaloi tavshel, or b'shamoimim chamen v'tavshel. Now we have a problem. B'shamoimim noitin avaloi magzirin. 
So we see the Mishnah over here is talking about uh, that the Machaikis originally that we said if it's Mutadu Chazara, it's on Shabbos or not, for Hosulamali. Why did the Mishnah have to teach the second Machaikis? There should be no reason for that whatsoever. And Be'ezah Hashem Yisbarak tomorrow, we shall continue. I hope that was clear in a very simple way, because we'll try Be'ezah Hashem tomorrow to go weiter in the Suga. Have a wonderful Gavalda Gamoyed.